it's a brighter world. It's a better world. People are happier in the uh, in the world of Bitcoin than they are in the uh, in the other world. That's dope. This podcast is sponsored by Mercury and Vault. Please stay tuned for more information on both of these amazing companies later in the episode. Not your keys, not your coins. Something that the Bitcoin community has been saying for years, but no less true today than it was in the past. I just interviewed Pascal Gauthier, who is the CEO of Ledger, and he went as far as to say that if your coins are sitting on your phone or in a non-custodial wallet, they're as good as lost already. He's going to tell you why. Were you in Bitcoin 12 years ago? I was in Bitcoin uh, eight years ago. Uh, 2014, is that eight years? Yeah, it's about eight years. Uh, eight years, yes. Yeah. What? And how'd you discover it? Uh, so it's a story where I was in advertising technology and we just listed my previous company at the NASDAQ, it's called Credio, and we listed for between two and three billion dollars. And then I had enough with advertising, and so I sort of went to sort of soul searching and you know wanting. I was trying to figure out like what to do with my life in general, and more in particular with business in my life. And then I was an entrepreneur in residence at Index Ventures, and uh, I stumbled upon Bitcoin. They keep they started to talk about Bitcoin here, Bitcoin there, like 2013. And at the beginning, I didn't really get it. And one day, I met with uh, Wences uh, from Zappo who was the guy probably who convinced the most people to, <laughs> to join crypto at the time. And uh, he was presenting at this index conference and then I got to talk to him and he was amazing and he had crocodile boots and I was like, okay, this is, this is what I want to do. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be doing this with people that have crocodile boots. You know, I thought you know, the crazy people will go to, I mean, the, the fun people will go, the party will go to Bitcoin, it was obvious. And so that's when uh, everything started for me. That's a pretty big decision and change, especially at that time, it was a really nascent industry to sort of commit to that. Sure, uh, but you know, for me, uh, I don't know, I, I, I don't have the, that type of fear. Like I like to, if I see something that I really like and I feel passionate about, like, you know, I don't really, of course there is always a risk and et cetera. And when I was talking about Bitcoin at the time, everybody was looking at me like, oh, okay, like whatever. My wife said to me, oh my God, you're so clever. I'm like, why? I'm like, because it's Bitcoin bullshit. It's probably not going anywhere. But, <laughs> but like, you are the guy, you're always the guy at the party who's got the funny story. So it's like, while you do nothing, it's an interesting way of doing nothing because you pretend you do something interesting. Um, but my wife got Bitcoin very quickly as well. And, you know, and, and then it became, or actually it took a long time to become obvious. Like, you know. I was just say, it's not just a funny story anymore. No, it's not. Now you can funny. sit down with anybody and they'll take you seriously. But, Oh, wait, it's amazing. No, and plus the, what's great is like when you go through all these things, when you go through the resilience phase and you get to where we are today, then it's really cool because you remember all these times where uh, it was very hard and people didn't believe and people rejected your ideas and, and you were like, no, but it makes sense, right? Like, you know, you know believe me or, you know, think about it, etc. And people are like, no, no, no. Recruiting people in 2014 when I started my own company, Kaiko, it's a market data company that Omar Soubiran is running right now. Recruiting people was impossible. I would meet, I'm a good recruiter, but I would meet people and I was like, okay, Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that. People are like, okay, no, like, you know, next. 
now it feels like everybody is trying to transition. Yeah, it's, it's like the gold rush. Yeah. Even, I mean, the most conservative Wall Street, I mean, maybe those type of people are just looking for the next way to 100x instead of 2x, right? And so they want in on the gold rush. But Correct. it's incredible to see sort of this mass migration into the Bitcoin space. Correct. And, you know, it's mass migration, not just from uh, this financial anger or, you know, like people coming from the financial community onto Bitcoin. It's also everywhere, like people from media, people from so people from Web2, basically. Yeah. Digital people, they're thinking now, OK, now we want I want to come. And I'm having more and more meetings with people who are like, okay, I got no experience, I don't know nothing, but you know, this is this is where I want to go. And this is sort of like the attitude that I had in 2013-14 was like, I know nothing, but <laughs> I wanna I wanna go because this feels right. And so at the time we were just a few and now we are, you know, sort of millions. And you know, that's the that's how crypto wins in the end, I think. It's like by convincing, you know, hundreds of millions of people that hockey actually just the hockey stick and then we're too big to fail. Yeah. Basically, it and makes it's sense. Now. It, it, there's been an interesting trajectory, obviously, with security. Um, very, very distinct, not your keys, not your coins ethos in the early days. Now we're getting that adoption that you're talking about, but most of those people probably are just leaving their coins on the platform where they buy them, right? Actually, I think data suggests otherwise. Really? Yeah. Good. Yeah, no, I think so. Like, you know, look, if, if, if all of this is to leave coins on uh, Coinbase, let's not do it. <laughs> Why would we do that? Like, you know, this is just pure speculation. And for me, this is not why I signed to do this. I signed to do this for, you know, a purpose that is larger than this. Like, it's not just to have yet another bank and, you know, yet another speculative asset. Like, you know, it's, it's about freedom. It's about empowering people. It's about, you know, bringing communities, you know, into a more inclusive financial system. I mean, everything that we said about crypto and Bitcoin from the beginning is becoming real right now. But the problem with crypto at the beginning is like it's a weak tech, hard tech problem. Crypto is hard tech. The, the protocols, what we do at Ledger, the hardware, the security, these are very hard problems to solve. And I think, you know, there are two things that are happening. One, there is a market that thinks about the top line and wants to grow, grow, grow on this phenomenon. And then there are companies and you know, developers that are working on the real problem, like the real long-term scalability. You know, think about Lightning, for example. Right. I remember being at scanning Bitcoin in Hong Kong back in, I think it was 15 or something like that. I might be wrong with my date, so please don't judge me if it's the case, but something like that where I think Lightning and you know, scalability of Bitcoin, scanning Bitcoin, obviously, scalability of Bitcoin was a big topic of the day. and. Uh, I didn't, I'm not a, I don't have like a strong technical background. I'm not a developer myself. So I understood like 10% of what was going on, but I was lucky enough to be with, with some of my guys that, that are more technical and they were explaining to me what, what and, and now in 2022 and what was discussed in 2015 is barely rolled out. That's, that's crazy. And so it takes seven years to go from an idea, a consensus to, and, and seven years, we're not even at scale with Lightning or most of the taproot, et cetera, most of the evolution of, of the recent evolution of the Bitcoin protocols, or those evolutions were discussed and decided like already seven years ago. So is that a problem that we're getting this sort of hockey stick of mainstream adoption, but the infrastructure will still be struggling to chase? 
No, I think, you know, when you look at, when you read books about the gold rush, etc., you know, it always happened that way. Like, you know, you, you just, first you go, you get the crazy people and, you know, you don't have the right tools, etc. And eventually, you know, the industry matures. So I think you need those times of rumble where, you know, people are focused on time or the people are focused on building, etc. What I feel is that in the end, people that do the right thing will succeed. And I think you know, the story of Bitcoin is this. It was interesting, you know, the, the block size war. Like, you know, right, of course. Very interesting. And so, you know, clearly... Well, we've seen how that's played out. Yeah, exactly. Now, we, now we've seen the movie and so we know where we are, etc. But only time tells. And so I think uh, people that want to build real technology, etc., you know, will win over time. And what we're focused on at Ledger is to focus on that hard tech problem. So how do we make this technology revolution into a business to consumer product. For a long time, Bitcoin has been business to geeks, and we need to go from business to geeks to business to consumer. And that problem hasn't been solved yet. I would argue that everything that is a custodian is not helping, I mean, it's not helping. It is helping in the, in the form that it is right now. It is certainly useful for certain things, but it is not what this is about. And actually, we discovered with NFTs, and with what's coming next, that if you don't own your private keys, there are many functionalities that would make no sense. Imagine email on Web3. I got an email yesterday from Barry Silber telling me to wire like, I don't know, like a million dollars in Bitcoin to a weird address. <laughs> and of course it was not Barry Silber because that's a Web2 mail and you know, mail is broken. You know, every security person that you can talk to will tell you that mail is a broken protocol when it comes to security. Web3 mail, when I know with certainty that Barry Silver sent me that email, okay, that's a different story. That can only happen if you have your private keys. But there are, there are some use cases that are coming our way right now with, with Web3 where if you don't have your private keys, you, cannot ju you just cannot use it. You can't participate. You can't participate. Lightning is something like that too. If you don't have your private keys, you can't participate in Lightning. It's uh, really interesting. So then what does, for at Ledger, right, obviously, what are you guys planning in advance of seeing that future? We're actually, we're developing the tech for to enable that future. I mean, if you think about web revolutions, web revolutions always have, have hardware. The industry has been focused on software too much, and actually it's okay because the developers that know how to develop software are not the same, are not the same engineers that you need to develop hardware. And so, you know, the white paper was amazing, Satoshi Nakamoto, the vision, etc., was amazing, but, but you can't, you can't know everything, you know. Of course. And uh, what you don't know, what the paper doesn't say, or it's like, how do you secure those private keys? And you know, what, is, what technology do you need to secure the private keys? And it's okay because these are, di it's different type of engineering. Right. And it's sort of a zero to one. He did zero to one and now let everybody figure it out. Correct. Lightning is, you know, how we figure it out, etc. And so it's our role to figure out like what's the hardware platform that you actually need to connect to Bitcoin, Web3, and all of this. Because without hardware security, you have no security. The people that think that you can secure, if you have your coins on a software app on your phone, non-custodial, your coins are as good as gone, okay? My team can- Explain that. Because your phone is, has not been designed for security. You have a market for what's called zero days exploits, where it's actually you're buying uh, flows that have not been patched yet by the manufacturers where you can enter the phone at the operating system level. 
And so as soon as you're into the operating system, everything that sits on top of the operating system, you can extract everything. And so this summer, summer, uh, sorry, summer 21, you had this thing called Pegasus. And Pegasus is worse than everything. It's zero day, zero click exploit. Meaning that if I have your phone number and I pay for the hack that let me enter your phone, then I can extract everything that is on your phone. So including your private keys, if you have private keys on your phone. And if you have a non-custodial wallet on your phone, it means that the private keys are on your phone, and so I can take them from you. Nobody knows that. Everybody knows that. We document, I mean. No. We do, I, but nobody knows that. Like, you know we, what I mean. Yes. You know what I mean. Your, your average person, listen, we just saw a report from Gemini that said maybe 20% of Americans own crypto of some sort, and 45% of those people bought it in 2021 for the first time. That 45% probably has not gone that far down the rabbit hole to understand the security vulnerabilities of their phone. No, you're right. And so, 100% right. And so, it's our job now to do two things. Education, you know, explain and what else. Education comes fast when you lose coins. Like, you know, when people get yeah, hacked. Yeah, the like first hack should be your last, like, hopefully. It should be your last. And so, <laughs> fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice. And so we see so many people coming to us with like horrible stories and then they switch to Ledger like for good, forever. Right. Um, but it's also our job at Ledger to design the hard technology to enhance the experience. And so, because if you think about hardware and the way that you've used the web, you had your computer at home, you had your laptop, now you had your iPhone, etc. Like every hardware evolution has made the experience, the journey easier and more intuitive. Right now your iPhone is almost like an extension of your brain and your hand. Sure. It works so nicely. Um, Ledger has to design products that will feel like that. Right now, I think the product is strong. I think it's really good. I think it works well. The feedback that we're getting from users is, is increasingly more positive, meaning that we're really working on security, of course, but ease of use. But the products that we're working on for the future are products that will feel like uh, an, iPhone. an iPhone experience in the sense, maybe some of the look and feel, but more in the sense of the experience. Like it will be very natural. And so you won't need to uh, go through the hoops that you have to go through today to connect to your Web3 experience. Now, right now, you need to have a ledger. Sometimes you need to have a MetaMask. You need to pair your MetaMask with your ledger. I mean, and then sometimes you can't get this transaction to sign, but that's because of something that's happening on your computer. We've all been down this. Yes. Right. And so it's still really, me, me, really my, early me, is the, what yes. that tells me, but it's, it's still difficult. And so my team sometimes tells me, oh, have you tried this new thing? Or Ian Rogers, my you know, partner in business, is like, oh, have you, do you want to meet this new thing on Tezos? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm like, let's design the product that makes it easy for me to do this. Because honestly, right now, I don't have the time to go this, do that, etc. Like, I'm in crypto. I'm the CEO right. of Ledger. Some of the stuff to me is just like too hard. Like, I don't want it. Like, you know, that's not what I want. So I'm designing the products for myself, actually, right. to be able to use it and to be able to participate. Real B2C product where the experience right. feels great. Ready to scale your big idea? Business banking with Mercury makes it easy. In addition to FDIC-insured bank accounts, unlimited virtual cards, foreign currency exchange, and free wire transfers, Mercury offers custom team management features that complement your company's growth. What's more, Mercury offers additional financing options like venture debt, depositing founder-friendly loans directly into your Mercury account. It's time to take your company to the next level. Head to thewolfofallstreets.info slash mercury. 
That is thewolfofallstreets.info slash Mercury for better business banking in minutes. Mercury is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking services provided by Choice Financial Group and Evolve Bank and Trust, members FDIC. Guys, I have a serious question for you. How much interest are you earning in your bank account? Is it 0.00001% or something similar? We all know by now that there's a better way in crypto, but you want to be using the best platform possible, and that is Vault. I have been using it myself now for quite a while, earning the highest interest rates in the industry. 12.68% on stablecoin, 6.7% on ETH and Bitcoin, and earning yield on a ton of other assets. But it's so much more than that, guys. They have a robust exchange. You can swap your coins. And they have the amazing automatic investment plan where you can dollar cost average, or more importantly, buy the dip automatically. We know that when the dip actually comes, nobody buys it because they're scared. Well, you can automate that process now with Vault. Guys, this platform is absolutely incredible. It does everything. They're backed by Pantera and Coinbase Ventures. You really can't ask for anything more. And if you use the link right down below, you get a 40% kickback on trading fees, 5% commission on interest payouts, and 5% commission on loan interest. Guys, sign up right now at thewolfofallstreets.info slash VAULD. That's V-A-U-L-D. Do it now, seriously. It's interesting. We'll get there on the product, and I'm assuming that you're thinking about this, but it's one thing to make a usable product that's intuitive. I think actually your products are pretty intuitive if you're literally willing to spend five minutes to secure it. Correct. Problem is then, I write down my keys, I throw them in my thing, it, it burns down, I lose it, I forget. It's the education, I think, that's so challenging of what to do now that you've got the coins on any wallet. Yeah, but also this needs to disappear. So our job is to make sure that you don't become the single point of failure. Yeah, you, I don't even want to think about my private keys. Yes. And so we are solving, we are developing, there are things that I cannot completely share today, but we are solving for that problem. Like the problem of like, where, is my, where are my 24 words, etc. So, okay, this should always exist. Like if you want to have your 24 words, you should always be in a position to have them. Because right. I think this is your ultimate Crossing freedom. Crossing the border, it. memorize your 24. Exactly. Very important. Now, if you want an option where you own your private keys, but you don't need to worry about the 24 words, that's going to be possible very soon. We're going to announce it this year, uh, and the product is going to be amazing. Uh, and it's going to solve, for a lot of people that come and tell me, it's like, look, I'd love to use a ledger, but I don't trust myself enough. And but I'm they're like, right. Yeah, I understand. They're not wrong. I mean, no. we are a single point of failure. Correct. And most of the horror stories are not, I got hacked, it's I blew it. Yeah, look, and when people say this to me, I'm not, I'm, I'm not bashing them saying like, buy a ledger, come on, like, you know, be a man, like, you know, be a, be a strong woman. But uh, no, no, I'm like, look, dude, you're right. Like, if you don't feel it, if you don't feel like it, you shouldn't do it. And it's my problem now to fix this for these people. And so I think the next generation of ledger, both in terms of hardware or software and experience in general, should solve for all these pain points so more people can come and enjoy you know, the full potential of crypto. Because if you don't have your private keys, again, you cannot enjoy the full potential of crypto. It's literally not the point, right? Otherwise, you're just speculating. You're, you're, but to be real, most people who come into crypto, at least initially, even I, right? 2016 was my first exposure, the first time I bought, because I was trading. I was trading other things. I heard about this amazing land of 100x gains. And I had to back, even myself, I had to back into the importance and use case. And oh, wow, I need to hold my private keys. This is about sovereignty and freedom. 
people don't necessarily get that message. I think a lot more people are coming in because of that now, because of what we're seeing in the world. But still, I think most people start as speculators. No, but that's okay. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, there's nothing wrong with making money, right? No, and, sure. uh, and speculation sometimes is used at, as a negative term when actually if you read uh, the definition of speculation in the dictionary, it's perfectly fine. Like, you know, if you feel that your money is better protected if you put in Bitcoin, then it is speculation, but right. you should do it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so there's no problem with that at all. Uh, I'm just saying that to enjoy the full potential even of the speculation that the crypto can, 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 can give to you, like you need able to, to be able to connect your private keys to many things and tomorrow you'll be, you know, e even better. I mean, think about Lightning. I mean, I'm very impressed with Lightning right now. Like I've seen the latest stats. I'm like, what the fuck? Like actually this really works. And people are really using it. And people are really using it. And I'm thinking, okay, this is transformational. I mean, it's not that I was, uh, I'm always, I'm always open to new technology, etc. I was hoping for you know lightning to work, but you have to see it in live, in action, to see if it really works. Okay, the shit works. Now, people will use lightning in the future, not because it's cool, not because of freedom, etc. Just because it works better than anything else. Right. That's the point where it's like I I I don't think about how my email works. I just use email. I don't think about the, how the internet exactly. or my phone works. I just use it. And Lightning, you think, could become at that level where it's just it's this underlying layer, and you're it, doing it, what it's, it's going to be on your ledger, and your ledger will have a, a screen, a camera, etc. You're going to go into a store, boom, paid, boom, done. Let's go. And that's going to be the best experience of payment because the experience of payment right now with credit cards, it's that's so great. Yeah, especially with the fees. The fees, the time, you know, and so Lightning. Suddenly, you're like, oh, okay. So, and and, and then users will be like. Okay, but if I can pay faster, etc., like it actually doesn't matter to me that it's Bitcoin, but like you know, I'll, I'll I'll do Lightning or whatever it's called at the time. But that's what Jack Mahler's kind of talking about, right? Yeah, and I agree with him. Put, putting putting the instead of trying to force everyone into Bitcoin, just putting everything on a superior rail. Correct. That they're familiar with. Correct. You know, I think you know his vision is is, is I think he's right. I, I like the way that he presents it, etc. He's a character, so he's fantastic, uh, and. Uh, but, but we need to work on like solving hard tech problems to enhance the customer journey or the citizen journey or whatever yeah. you want to call it. But like, you know, people experience should be flawless. They shouldn't lose their coins. They should be easy to use, etc. And we should hide the, the protocol complexity. Like people say to me, I don't understand Bitcoin. I'm like, hmm, I doubt that you don't understand Bitcoin. So tell me what is Bitcoin for you? Usually I always get a good answer. It's like, so what do you mean when you say you don't understand Bitcoin? It's like, oh, I don't understand the tech. It's like, but nobody understands the tech. Nobody understands the tech of literally anything. Anything. Ask the bankers whether they understand the... Swift. You know, <laughs> no, but honestly, like, nobody understands. And it's okay not to understand, like, because it's not the consumer problem. You know, it, it is for us to understand the tech and to eliminate uh, the tech difficulty, etc. You know, iPhone, what iPhone did, iPhone didn't invent the phone, didn't even invent web on the, on the phone. It just made it easy to use on the phone. Web existed before on the phone. It was WAP, it was Edge. You know, you had phones that, were, that could, you, we could surf online. It was just not a great experience. And iPhone was just like, okay, now it works. And people were like, oh my God, like, you know, I can use web on my phone. Yeah, it, it makes perfect sense. Now, to a person coming fresh in, most basic security lesson, what can you tell them? Because we have people who are listening to this and this is the first podcast or experience that they're having. Uh, look, you know, I think what, what's very interesting, interesting with Bitcoin is, uh, you know, don't trust verify, you know, and that's the motto that everyone should have in mind. Like, don't trust verify, like everything in your life, actually, don't trust verify. 
think people people <laughs> use becoming became lazy with web 2 because everything was searched in a platter i was watching this show on netflix where there are some guys now that are you know sort of unhappy with how google and you know big tech is handling tech because the tech is being handled to actually take away people's will to even think about problems you know to and i think what what bitcoin is and this web3 revolution is i think it's a it's a chance for people to to get themselves involved again you know for me i find bitcoin as a highly political technology people are voting like they don't maybe they don't realize but right. most people are actually voting i don't care if you buy it on a custodian even if you don't have your private keys you just voted for bitcoin well and so bitcoin is has a chance to profoundly modify uh, democracy so the advice for bitcoin and or ledger and or anything is don't trust verify i love it because it's been we've been saying it forever and it's still the same message it's still the same message and uh, also i like uh, what you know the the motto that we stole and it's uh, it's for ledger uh, uh, in the numbers we trust in numbers we trust in various uh, veritas yeah so. which is amazing because people believe everything they read it seems right. And they don't care about the numbers. So don't trust. That's even worse. They, they, even if they verify, they have cognitive dissonance and uh, it goes against their opinion. So it must be false anyways. I know. Like, that's crazy. But how do we deal with that? I mean, it, it's really nuts. You can be literally shown proof of something and say, Look, I nope. think, you know, it's, it's the movie Matrix. Like, if you think about Matrix, people live in the Matrix today. Web 2 is the Matrix. I mean, Matrix is the most philosophical movie of all time. Yeah. My mom is a philosophy teacher, etc. So we discussed Matrix numerous times. I read many books, etc. It is a highly philosophical movie. The, what Matrix says and what the Web 2 the Web 2 world is the Matrix. It's like we don't need to think anymore. Like you know, the the, the machines tell us what to think, where to go, etc., etc. It is the Matrix. And now you got the blue pill, blue pill, red pill thing, where you can extract yourself from the Matrix and join. Uh, the, the the real world and the thing is as soon as you go out of the matrix the real world is more painful like you know it, uh, it is exactly in the movie like in the movie you go you're like oh shit and i can get i can i can lose my coins okay now it's my responsibility it forces you to think about what you're doing and so it is less enjoyable that web 2 and a lot of people are like no but i want to stay in the matrix They're like oh you know it's too difficult ignorance for me. is bliss but 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 as soon as but in the Matrix movie, actually, humans that want to escape the Matrix, and more, even if the world that they finally end up in is really shit, to be honest, uh, they're still it's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> they're still happier to be in that world because they have gained their freedom. Uh, they have personal responsibility. Uh, they're not dependent on the Matrix anymore. So I think this is what's happening now. I think a big part of that is that when you take the pill, uh, when you sort of opt out. You're embarrassed by your former self. No, correct. And that's the hard part. So, like, yes, it's painful, but it's also just you can't believe. I mean, some of that comes with maturity and age. But like, why did you care about either political party, or why did you care about this thing that your parents taught you that clearly makes absolutely no sense? It's it's embarrassing. It's a, it's it's like going to a psychiatrist and being told all the problems that you have. No, I think you're right, and I think this is why, like, people say, oh, but you know. This is, this is the reason why people are reluctant to change and new technologies because sometimes it, it makes yourself, it makes question yourself so much, all the point to being embarrassed by yourself. Like, oh my God, I could, I, 
I was doing this before, etc. And now, and now there's something different, etc. And so people are reluctant to change up to the point that they're like, okay, you know, fuck it, etc. So now, different from the matrix, I think the world that we're building is actually brighter. So the, 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 the right, well, we're not going to go live underground in a cave, no. uh, nuclear no. holocaust. No, and actually, when I when I'm in Bitcoin 2022, I'm I'm looking outside, like you know, it's fantastic. It's a brighter world. It's a better world. People are happier in the uh, in the world of Bitcoin than they are in the uh, in the other world. Look, and again, back to you know my uh, my story of why I joined Bitcoin. I joined Bitcoin exactly because of this, because I thought the party would be here, the people would be happier. Because once you take the blue pill or the red pill, well, anyway, once you yeah. join the... We'll call it the orange pill. The orange pill. <laughs> once you take the orange pill, uh, I don't know, you're just a happier person. You're more free, you're more in control. I only see happy people. So do I. So where can everybody follow you after this conversation and, of course, see what Ledger's doing? Yeah, Twitter can. Ah, uh, Twitter. Twitter yeah. uh, I mean, underscore P Gautier, uh, well, Ledger. People will find me. Yeah, I will. We'll find you, man. Thank you. It's really a pleasure yeah, to meet in cool. person and to uh, in this beautiful new world. Well, beautiful new world. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already left a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please do that now. Spotify just added ratings, so please go ahead and click that five star. I'll see you guys next time.